Hello, and welcome to World of Warbirds. I'm Brian Pierce. Hello, Warbirders. If you're like me, then you're always trying to access the Warbird experience whatever way you can. You go to air shows and museums, you watch whatever there is on TV, and you're wondering right now what the heck is going on with Apple TV's Masters of the Air. Like, when is it ever going to come out? Of course, the best way of knowing what it was like to fly these warbirds is to talk to the pilots and air crews. But sadly, we're losing them all too quickly. But reading their written accounts can be a second best way of getting those stories. Today I want to tell you about A Thousand Shall Fall, the true story of a Canadian bomber pilot in World War II by Murray Pedden. The main reason I'm telling you about it is I wish someone had told me about it earlier. Pedden wrote this book in the 1970s, although he admits that he had been writing it in his head for decades. Maybe some of the memories had faded, but he had his logbooks, and more importantly, his family had saved every letter that he wrote during the war years. And using all these, Pedden writes one of the best accounts of wartime experiences that I have ever read. And I've read a bunch of them. And if you don't believe me, forewords to the book are written by none other than American General Ira C. Aker, the guy who organized and ran the 8th and later the 15th Air Forces, and four-star General Robert James Dixon, who both praise it. In the appendix, another famous airman writes to Pedden, open quotes, I have just finished reading your book. In fact, I found it hard to put down. I consider it is not only the best war book I've read about this war, but the best about all the wars of my lifetime, from the Boer War onwards, close quotes. And that was written by none other than Marshal of the Royal Air Force, Sir Arthur Travers Harris. First Baronet, GCB, OBE, AFC, better known as Bomber Harris. Pedden covers the whole gamut of the wartime pilot experience. It starts with him describing how he gets bitten by the aviation bug when, at the age of 17, he hears World War I veteran pilot Air Marshal Billy Bishop speak at a recruitment rally at the Winnipeg Auditorium. For those who don't know, Billy Bishop was basically Canada's Eddie Rickenbacker and has become so legendary that probably a bunch of Canadians think that he shot down the Red Baron, which he didn't. And there was even a musical made about him called Billy Bishop Goes to War. So on the day after Pedden's 18th birthday, he enlists in the Royal Canadian Air Force, RCAF, and then he describes in exquisite detail the entire process of learning military life, like learning to fly in a de Havilland Tiger Moth, and then working his way up the various training aircraft to Cessna Cranes, Oxfords, and then Vickers Wellingtons, Short Sterlings, and the B-17. If you like the tiny little details that put you right in the cockpit, and you probably do if you're listening to my podcast or watching my YouTube channel, then this book brings you there. You can learn all about the pluses and vices of all the aircraft that he flew, from the heaviness of the Wellington to the nasty takeoff and wicked landing characteristics of the Sterling. Although he did love flying the Sterling once it was in the air. Finally, he describes the joys of flying the B-17, which I don't think he criticizes in any way. 
The entire time, he'd prefer to head to fighters, but there was just too much demand for four-engine aircrew. And the reason for that great demand? Yes, the RAF was trying to build up its force, but it was also losing aircraft and crews at a prodigious rate, which we also get to experience as Pedden writes about losing good friends who just don't come back, either as KIA, MIA, or POW. He also writes of those who just couldn't go on and got the stamp of LMF, which means lack of moral fiber, when they quit flying before their tours were up. Pedden's own hair-raising experiences make you wonder how anyone was able to make it through and just keep on flying missions. He had close calls with night flying, weather, icing, an innocent altimeter-setting error that nearly put him into the ocean, and multiple tangles with flak and night fighters. He brought a badly shot-up bomber with repeatedly runaway propeller in for an emergency landing, sliding into a shot-up lank that was sitting there after just having crash-landed itself. Moments later, another lank slides into the both of them, creating a three-plane pile-up. Again, if you like details, Pedden tells us about the process of bombing, dropping mines, and later when he joins number 161 Squadron, He describes the process of aiding the Special Air Service and Special Operations Executive by transporting and dropping spies and materiel to the French Resistance. Later, because of his time with 100 Group RAF, which was a radar countermeasure unit, he writes extensively of the use of window and other electronic devices such as H2S, Oboe, Mandrel, Monica, Pipe Rack, etc., If you're wondering what all these things are, you'll understand them after reading. He also writes about the cooperation between Commonwealth and U.S. AAF aircrews because his group was a combined unit. The Yanks taught them how to fly the fortresses that they all used, and the Commonwealth crews taught the Americans how to use the British electronic devices. And Pedden also gives us the human experience of being there, going on leave, singing in pubs, getting too drunk, and chasing girls. He was actually flying back to England on D-Day, and he writes in awe of actually seeing the C-47s, gliders, and the ships heading the other way. Even though his own experiences were harrowing enough, he talks about how he felt for those boys heading over and down to the enemy. Finally, the aviation circle of life is completed when Pedden finishes up his tour and becoming an instructor, passes on what he can to the green rookies arriving to the fight and trying to not get killed by them. So I borrowed my copy from our local library, but if yours doesn't have it, then head on over to the World of Warbirds kit shop where you can get it from Amazon. It's actually a good way to support the channel and podcast. I get a commission, albeit tiny, for sending you there, and you get a great book that I know you'll love and pass on to others. After you've read it, let me know what you think about it. Until next time.